It said I had, ooh, there we go. It said I had five hours on the battery, but I won't take that much time. Um, although, I will admit that I struggled this week with preparing this little tiny blurb, essentially, in what is a lovely program so far. Um, and the reason why I struggled is because of those four words up there, hope, joy, peace, and love. These are simple yet profound words, am I right? Simple in the imagery or the, or the thoughts that come to mind, but profound in the very depth in their meaning. And with the year of 2020 coming to a close, how much more is there a need for these four simple yet profound words? Hope, joy, peace and love. Let me pray first and we'll get stuck into it, into the short blurb of a sermon. Father in heaven, we thank you for today. We thank you for a day that you set aside for us to be able to celebrate you, to spend time with you, to remember you, to think on you, and for you to be here with each of us. A day that we can remember of what you have done for us. To think about these four words of hope, joy, peace and love and your contribution to that. Simple yet profound. And so Lord, as we remember you, you and your incarnation or your coming to earth in the form of a baby, we want to thank you we want to worship you, and we want to be drawn closer to you. So, Lord, we pray all these things in your loving, blessed name, Jesus. Amen. Hope. It was said in the in the. It was asked actually in the in the children's story who like or like we love gifts, we love presents. Who loves getting presents at Christmas time? Everyone. Everyone, right? I remember Kelly and I don't really do the, the day of Christmas gifting. We more plan in advance and we go, okay, what do you want? And so Kelly took me to Bunnings this week and I picked out the, the tool that I wanted. Not just tool that I wanted, but the ladder I wanted as well. Kelly decided to splurge on my Christmas present. But presents and gifts or things for Christmas were never meant to be where our hopes were. I remember as a young child looking forward to Christmas morning because of the presents that I would get to unwrap. But that was never meant to be the hope for Christmas or in our lives. If anything, Christmas should teach our hearts to find our hope in God. I want, you, I want you to draw your minds back to 2,000 years ago on that first Christmas day because that first Christmas day was filled with disappointments. It was an unplanned pregnancy, firstly. Divine as it was, it was not what they had hoped for for their first year of marriage. For Joseph and Mary, I'm sure they had other plans before she came, became pregnant. 
I'm sure they had other plans for their first year of marriage. They also had a wearisome, disruptive journey to head to Bethlehem. Definitely not on the agenda for a young, pregnant woman to undergo, right? Another thing was that Bethlehem, even though being their birthplace, was a strange city. They were from Nazareth. Their home was Nazareth. And it was a strange city with tired travellers and taxing Romans. They were there to pay taxes and there to be counted. They were there to have a census taken. And lastly, but not leastly, it was a dark, smelly, animal-filled stable. That was not planned. Probably the last place that Joseph and Mary hoped to give birth. But along came Jesus, God himself, in the miracle of a little baby. And hope found its rightful place in human history. See, what's fascinating, predicting this moment is Isaiah, many years earlier, had said this, predicting Jesus, in Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 through to 4, he describes that moment that Jesus to be born is the nations will put their hope. Jesus is the person the nations will put their hope in. Matthew even quotes that in, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 18 through and 21. The nations will put their hope in Jesus. And ever since that lowly birth, Jesus has been the hope for the world, even if not realized fully. In Jesus being born as a baby, brought us this hope for reconnection with God a hope for a future, a hope for a resurrection, and a hope for eternal life with him. Our joy. We can probably understand, or or if you're not parents, even empathize with Joseph and Mary after giving birth to Jesus, might be filled with joy. Mothers and fathers here who, who definitely can relate to that. The joy of holding a newborn child in their arms. But there's another moment of joy that I want to draw your attention to in the story that happened 2,000 years ago. Sleeping shepherds are awoken by an angel. And let's read the story from Luke chapter 2. If you've got your Bibles, please open to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through to 14. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through to 14. And it says this, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord Lord shot around them. And they were greatly afraid. And the angel said, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings and great, what? Joy. Which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is, the Christ, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. 
You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was an angel, uh, with the angel was a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and singing, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill to men. When I read that story, and I hope you get this as well, I get the sense that the angels to be rocking up to shepherds in the field, they're just aching, they're just overflowing, they're just bursting with this joy and this need to share that joy through the song and with others there to witness. Whoever it is, they want to be sharing that joy, even if it's with shepherds. Before this takes place, I don't know if you've thought about this, but I often think about this, is the angels in heaven, before this takes place, what are they like? Are they just snapping at the chain, just just itching, just itching? Oh, Jesus has been born. Let's just celebrate with someone on earth. You see, joy is this deep-seated gladness of heart, a spontaneous response, if you will to the presence of what is truly good, truly right, truly beautiful and praiseworthy, namely the presence of God. And I believe it's so illustrative of the joy Jesus, the one being, the one relationship that can bring true joy into our everyday lives, a true joy that overcomes, a true joy that fills, a true joy that overflows the closer we come to Jesus. Our peace. Webster's Dictionary defines peace as the absence or the freedom of civil disturbances. The absence of disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. The absence of these things. However, I believe the Bible adds another component to what the word peace means. In a world torn by selfishness, in a world polarised, in a world filled with the war of wills, peace seems to be the last thing that is available. From all the way back in the story of Genesis, the Bible and history is filled with stories of unrest, conflict, wars that we are living today. But in Genesis... The Bible shares a bit of a story about before sin entered the world. Before sin entered the world, there was peace. And then sin entered the world, and this is what we have now. Unrest. The lack of peace. But through the plan of salvation, through Jesus' birth on earth, God is striving to bring that peace back to humanity. In fact, Jesus himself is referred to as the Prince of Peace. The embodiment of what true peace is like. The one to bring peace into our lives if we let him. And we read it just before in Luke chapter 2, where the angels sing that amazing chorus, glory to God on the highest and on earth, what? Peace and goodwill toward men. 
Jesus, the Lord of all, became a servant for all. The all-powerful, all-wise, all-knowing, all-justice, love, truth, grace, wrapped himself, wrapped his greatness in the weakness of human flesh, was birthed into the world to take on himself our sins so that you and I might have peace. It is the love of God that made the coming of Jesus the most pivotal and climactic event in human history. You might recognize and remember that, that, that most famous of verses, John 3:16, because it said, "For God what? So loved. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. It was the love of the Father to send God the Son that made the birth of Jesus all about love. It was the love of God the Son for the lost world that caused him to lay aside his heavenly glory and robe himself in humanity for each of us. It is the love of God the Holy Spirit to be poured out into our hearts to lead us into a deeper and more loving relationship with God and to share that love through our spiritual gifts. Just listen to the way that God talks about you. Just listen to the words that he says dripping with love. In Jeremiah 31 verse 3 he says, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Yes, Christmas reminds us that Jesus is our hope, our joy, our peace, and our love. He embodies all of these and more. But it doesn't stop there. Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 12, he says, this is my commandment to you. He's talking to the disciples, but he's talking to us today. He says, this is my commandment to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Translation, for each of us to be another's hope. For each of us to be another's joy. For each of us to be another's peace. And for each of us to be another's love to reflect the very character and nature of Jesus in a world that needs him so desperately, to make true what the angels sing about him. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men.
please bow your heads with me. Father in heaven, uh, we thank you for providing us with that climactic and pivotal, pivotal moment, that pivotal event, roughly 2,000 years ago with the birth of Jesus here on earth. And what an incredible moment that would have been to see. But Lord, we get to experience it today. And we get to share in the knowledge that Jesus, that baby born 2,000 years ago, is our hope, our joy, our peace and our love. The very source of those things. And when focused on when delved into, when sought after, helps us to share that with others, to become somebody else's hope, somebody else's joy, somebody else's peace, and somebody else's love. And Lord, we can't do that without you, so we pray that you guide us through your Holy Spirit, giving us opportunities to be someone else's hope, joy, peace and love and walking with us step after step all of the way. So Lord, continually remind us of that event 2,000 years ago. Continually remind us of what it cost you to continually remind us of the depths that you will go to for each of us and not just each of us here but each and every individual in the world. So Lord, we thank you for blessing us with your presence. We thank you for blessing us through the music. We thank you for blessing us through the prayers, through the offering, through the, through the words. Lord, we thank you for blessing us and we pray that you continue to do so as we continue to think on you. We pray this in your loving, blessed name, Jesus. Amen.